Hey, my go-getters, Christy here. Welcome to the Meezy Muse Unplugged podcast. We've got an amazing show lined up for you today. If this is your first time listening, thanks for tuning in. The Meezy Muse Unplugged podcast is produced every other Friday for your enjoyment. Show information, as well as any links shared on today's episode, can be found at www.meezymuse.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSSS feed, SoundCloud, or iTunes. You can also follow me on Twitter or LinkedIn. Just search for Christy Lindor or check out my blog at www.christylindor.com. Have a question about consulting? Would like to be a guest on the show? We would love to hear from you. Drop us a line at Unplugged at Gmail. That's Unplugged at Gmail. Now let's get on with today's show. You are now tuned in to the Meesey Muse Unplugged, a pop-up podcast variety show helping consultants along their journey to greatness with your host, management consultant, author, and blogger, Christy Lindor. Welcome back. So in today's episode, we will be doing a segment that I call AMA, Ask Me Anything. For those that are new to the show, AMAs are essentially virtual fireside chats that I have with other seasoned consultants that, you know, share their journey in the profession, and then we get a chance to just catch up with them. I also have a mentee of mine that reached out to me. They have a peer that's driving them insane. And I'm going to ask our guest today to help us give him some feedback on what to do. So with that, I have the utmost pleasure pleasure of connecting with Sam today. Sam, how are you doing? I am good. Thank you for having me, Christy. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm I'm super excited to speak with you today. So Sam, before we get started, maybe you can just give a quick kind of one-liner introduction, share with people a little bit about your background and, and how long you've been in, in consulting. Sure. So I am a program slash project management consultant, and I specialize in energy and utilities domain. I have about nine-ish years of consulting experience and, you know, various companies, clients, and roles. Right now, I'm working for a client in Indiana, and this is a independent system operator for the Midwest energy domain. Okay, awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much. That's actually, I've worked in different, I've worked in different industries and sectors, but I've never done stuff in the energy space. Maybe you can kick it off as, as I, actually, my, my first question to you is kind of twofer. So one, how did you decide to go into consulting as a profession? But the second piece is, how did you choose industry? Like, how, how did you get that, that expertise? I'm, I'm curious. Okay. Yeah. So for consulting, so I was finishing up my grad school. I have a degree in electrical engineering and Mm -hmm. the jobs that, and I was, my minor was in telecom. So when I was looking for jobs, everything was telecom related and that wasn't very exciting to me at that time. And I thought consulting would be really good because I was reading up on what consultants do and the lifestyle was fascinating for me, all the travel and everything. So I was like, well, I do want to be a consultant. And I started reading up and 
preparing for consulting interviews, but I graduated in peak recession time. Mm-hmm. So there weren't as many opportunities and I wasn't able to get like a consulting gig right out of college. And it was interesting because you asked how I chose the energy industry. I, I always like to say that it chose me because I didn't, I didn't even know I was like getting into it. So my first job mm-hmm. was actually for a software company and I started in like technical support business analysis type role. And the software company happened to make software for utilities and ISOs, ISOs, the uh, independent system operator. So that's kind of how I got started. And right, I think I spent a few months doing that. And right after that, I started, my company started deploying me out to different clients for implementation work. So that's kind of where my consulting dream came through without working for like a big consulting company. So it was, it was interesting how everything fell in place and things started happening. Yeah. It, it, it's funny how things do sometimes choose us. I think I had the same type of experience with my own in the industries that I have been exposed to. I don't think it was purposeful. I think it just kind of chose me. So I, I can definitely, definitely relate. I guess now you're, you know, almost a decade into the into the profession. Has it been everything you expected it to be? And more. <laughs> so, yes, like, I think so. I think, I think I've had a really good run, and I've been very lucky to have really good experiences. A lot of learning experiences, I like to call, as, call them as well. So it is, it comes with its own challenges, right, with the travel and the different people we worked with and things like that. So... I think people who are getting into consulting, I want them to know that it's not all it's not all glitter and glamour. There's like it comes with a lot of hard work and challenges and things like that. Which as long as you're okay with that, I think that's that's a good place to be. Yeah. No, I, I definitely would agree. So but given that, like what you know, some what would you say makes a great consultant based on your experiences? Yeah, so I think the way I look at consulting, Christy, is a little bit different, I guess. I look at, like, for me, consulting is, it has more to do with people than projects, because it's just such a huge component, like a human component associated with it, because we work with people every day, and, you know, we are helping them. That's kind of how I look at consultants. Mm -hmm. So we're, I think the biggest thing would be to find meaning in what we do so like I think in my opinion like if for a great consultant they should know why they're doing what they're doing so I Mm. think finding that why is very important yes you could be testing a software and if that's all you see you're missing out because there's you're making bigger impact than that you might be testing a software that's going to be used in a hospital and could save somebody's life one day so know what impact you're really making it's it's always bigger than what you see so just put some thought into that. I think that would be one of my big ones. And then the the other one would be building trust with people mm-hmm. we work with. Like you want to be that person people can depend on. Like do what right. you tell them you will do. Like keep your word. And as long as people know that they can depend on you, they can trust you, you'll never be out of work, I don't think. Right, right. You know, you, you hit on two really, really key principles. And the, both principles I actually cover cover in my book. So, the, you know, you talk about 
kind of that credibility. So, so being able to kind of, you know, have that follow through and, and making sure you keep your word and really protecting that, you know, your integrity. Totally agree mm-hmm. on that. And I think, you know, going back to the, you know, the point about impact, you know, I think, I think a part of that also comes from intention. So if you, and I, you know, it's, it's another concept that's covered in the book. If you walk into a client site and you're just saying, well, I'm just here to finish, you know, this deliverable, you're going to do just that. But if, you know, to your mm-hmm. point, if you know you're coming into the site and you're going to help, you know, put a solution out there that can potentially save lives, you're going to, you're going to really look at it differently. Absolutely. Today's episode is brought to you on behalf of the Misi Muse, a hundred plus selected practices, unwritten rules and habits of great consultants, a book by Christy Lindor. Written in the voice of a mentor, the Misi Muse provides insights on the unwritten rules of great consultants, a perfect read for new or aspiring consultants. Christy dives into her 15 plus years of consulting experience while sharing interviews and anecdotes from over 50 consulting partners and leaders that represents thought leadership from 80% of the top 10 consulting firms in the world. Pre-sale begins shortly. Sign up at www.macymuse.com. Yeah, and I think a lot of people miss that piece of intention and purpose especially mm-hmm. in consulting and especially if you're working for a large firm. I understand, like I've worked for bigger firms before my current job and I understand how the staffing and the resource plans work in those companies. Mm-hmm. And I was actually having a conversation with one of these people I met and he's a consultant in a big firm as well. And the biggest thing he said, he was like, I, I just feel like a number. I don't feel like a person. I don't feel I'm treating like uh, treated like a person. I don't feel like I'm doing any useful work. And then I started asking questions of like what he does. And turns out his work is actually making a real impact. He just didn't see it that way. And after that conversation, I'm hoping after that conversation, he started looking at his work a little bit differently. But this is one thing that people don't, often talk about in the consulting world because we're always told to be a certain way, act a certain way, dress a certain way, right? And I I think there's more to consulting than that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I love that we're talking about this because I think I think this is exactly the type of information younger consultants need. You know, if you're like myself, you may have had a mental map of what you think consulting is. And hearing Mm -hmm. these perspectives I think is extremely helpful. You know, along those lines, um, what advice would you give your younger self now that you, you know what you know now? Well, I guess a lot of it. I think one of the things w- would be ask more questions. I think mm-hmm. when I started, I thought it would be, I thought as a consultant, I was supposed to know everything, which was so wrong. And luckily, I learned without much damage. But I think ask more questions if you don't understand the problem would be one big one. Like you don't have to know everything. I think that would be the biggest one. Right, right. Yeah, you don't. You don't. And it, it, it's crazy how we, we come up with these like urban legends in our mind because it is true. Like you think you have to know everything. And I think it's knowing how to get to the right answer, not having the right answer is critical. Absolutely. Right? Yep, so. yep. Awesome, awesome. And actually, my, my last question for you for this AMA is, like, 
what is like the most random thing that you have witnessed as a consultant or like the craziest thing? Because I know <laughs> with travel and just dealing with different types of people, we, we sometimes have like random like encounters. So share, share with us like a, a random encounter or experience that you had. Oh my God, there's so many. If I have, I'll just tell you the latest one. It happened a couple of weeks ago. I was traveling and my flight obviously was delayed. And there were, so we had to board the plane and then deboard. And when we deboarded, they ran out of coupons. The airlines, they ran out of coupons. So we had to book our own hotel. And this lady comes up to me and says, yeah, so I have, I got the coupon from the airline. Would you like to share a room with me? I was like, what? Oh, my God. Danger? No, no, ma'am. You've got to be kidding me. No, really. She's like, hey, would you like to share the room with me? I was like, I don't even know you. You can kill me and leave, like, with my stuff. No. And I, yeah, no. I'm just, okay, I'm so confused right now. Okay, so wait a minute. So this, so was she like a passenger on the plane? Yeah, yeah. So she was one of the fellow passengers, and there was a huge line, and everybody was getting coupons for, you know, hotel stay for the night because the flight wasn't going to leave until next day. So by the time I got to the desk, they said, well, we ran out of coupons. You'll have to book your own hotel. And this lady heard that and she comes up to me and she says, well, I got a coupon, so I have a hotel room. Would you like to share that room with me? (laughs) So I was like, "Mm, thanks, but no thanks. (laughs) Wow. I think that's a first. I think that is really, did she, was she sitting next to you? Did you guys like get a chance to know each other? No, no. I had no idea who that person, I honestly, I don't even know if she was on the plane. She could just have been like a random stranger. Wow. Yeah, that is, that's up there. That's definitely up there for random things. Wow. Well, thank you for, for sharing that. And thank you so much for this conversation. So I think, I think you've really provided some, some really cool insight for junior consultants to consider. So I'm going to pivot slightly for kind of a, the last leg of, of, of this interview. As I mentioned at the top of the, the top of the, the show, I do have, you know, a mentee of mine that reached out and was wondering, Tom, if you would be willing to, to give him some, some guidance with me, like in the spirit of, of consulting, if we could maybe brainstorm something for him. Yeah, would you, let's do that. Okay, awesome, awesome. So my mentee, his name is Brian. So Brian, he pretty much reached out to me, and he was sharing that he has a peer of here. So he's been on a project now. I think he's been on this project now about a month. And, you know, it's a project going to be for the next, like, eight months or so. And he has a, a, a one of his peers. So it's him and, like, two other. I think there's three. They're, like, senior consultants on the project. So one of them is about a year, you know, a year ahead in the rank. And he's up for promotion. So this person is pretty much driving Brian crazy because he's, like, trying to micromanage everything that Brian and this other senior is doing. And I think, you know, from from what Brian's describing to me, it sounds like, you know, he's up for, you know, he's trying to go up for promotion. He's trying to demonstrate that he's got leadership skills. So he -hmm. just starts taking on their deliverables or asking them, like, you know, when are they going to, you know, put things in? And they already have a manager. 
So their manager mm-hmm. is already doing that. Plus this, this colleague of theirs is doing that as well and is driving Brian up the wall. And he's like, Christy, I don't know how I'm going to last on this project. If this, per- you know, if what, what can I do to, you know, to person can just stop driving the two of us crazy. So have you ever seen something like that in your experience, Mom? Absolutely. Hey, go-getters. Have feedback on today's show? Questions on consulting? Want to be a guest? We'd love to hear from you. Just drop us a line at mecmuseunplugged at gmail. That's mecmuseunplugged at gmail.com. You can also show us your support by downloading episodes, spreading the word to friends and family, or leaving us a review. Remember, Meesey Muse Unplugged is a pop-up podcast, which means we'll stick around as long as we continue to hear from you. Thank you for your support. Now back to today's show. Yes, this happens. It sounds like he's the other person's trying to take credit for what the other two team members are doing, Brian and the other member. And this happens a lot. I think I've seen that a lot. And I think I do have an example that I can quote for Brian and hope that helps. So I think one of the things to remember for Brian is it's not personal. So just like Mm -hmm. take that out of the equation. It's not about Brian. It could have been any other person in that place. And this person would have done the same thing to them. So just knowing that would help get taking the emotion out of this situation. A similar thing happened to me a few months, some time back. And then they, similar situation, they were trying to position themselves. They were trying to position themselves as a leader and, you know, basically securing that reputation for themselves. Obviously, they were taking information from me, presenting to the leadership and things like that. And at first, I felt like I felt attacked a little bit. And I felt like they're taking credit for my work. But then, again, I tried to remove myself from the situation and thought about it again. And it turns out, well, really, it's, again, it wasn't personal towards me. It wasn't directed towards me. They would have done it Mm -hmm. if it was somebody else. So the way I resolved the situation for myself was literally like having a conversation. I talked to this person. I took them in the room and I was like, hey, this is how I feel. This is what's happening. And I'm not comfortable with this. If I'm doing the work, I would like to present it myself. And if you're presenting it, I'd like to be there and be acknowledged for what I've done. I'm not comfortable you taking this information and, and passing it along without me in the picture. So we had that conversation. It was a very, very difficult conversation. I'm not going to lie. I am not confrontational by nature. So I had to prepare for it in my head and before I you know, talked to them. But after the conversation was done, it was a little bit better for a day. And it happened again, a couple of days later. Mm-hmm. And I had to pull them back in the room and say, hey, we talked about this. This is not what we decided. This is what the decision was. And this is what we're going to do. And if you have a problem, let's talk about that. And then after the second conversation, I think things got a little bit better. And, you know, we kind of decided as to like, who's going to do what and we decided the responsibilities and the duties very clearly. So we were not stepping on each other's toes. And I think after the second conversation, it really helped um, separating the two of us, basically, you know, if I'm doing the work, I'm presenting it, if you're doing the work, you're presenting it, and that's how we're going to do it. So 
that conversation helped me in my situation. And like I said, it was a very difficult conversation to have for me personally, but it, I think it was necessary. So that would be my recommendation for Brian. I don't know, Christy, you want to add to that if you've seen something similar? Yeah. Well, you know, let me let me first start by giving you kudos. The fact that you were able to connect with your colleague and do it in a way that you didn't you didn't have to like go and escalate it up to management. You know, you didn't have to escalate it to other people and you just dealt with it like, you know, within your own. I think that's awesome because I have, you know, I've been a manager and and I've seen either, you know, I've heard it, you know, I've heard this happen, you know, obviously from a a mentee, but I've heard it happen from my counselee or I've heard it happen to someone on my team. They'll come to me in confidence and share the feedback. So the fact that you were able to like handle on your own, kudos, even though you, even though, you know, it was, it was hard, but you did it. So own that. I think that's awesome. I think, you know, kind of, and I like, I like the approach you had because it really showed, you know, you took ownership and you took accountability to, to, the, to drive the outcome and you guys got to it. And I think sometimes it, it can also depend on the other person on how they take it, mm-hmm. right? Because it's, it's such yep. a sticky situation. You know, it may, it sounds like in your case, it took a second time and then they, they finally got it because again, they, they didn't, it wasn't intentional, right? They're just trying to, you know, show and demonstrate you know, an ability or a skill, and it's not, you know, meant to do anything to you, right? But there are mm-hmm. times where it doesn't go that well, you know, and it's, yep. it's how do you, how do you kind of, you know, kind of manage, manage that appropriately. So I think another piece to it is if you're on a project and you have, you know, multiple people that's at the same level, like you said, being able to clearly say, like, who's doing what, but that's also something you can you can work with your manager like up front. So like if you're coming mm-hmm. onto a project and you know up front there's like oh, it's a work stream or it's just one engagement and there's like three or four of you at the same level, chances are there may be a little bit of overlap. And so I think it's being very clear up front, you know, and working with your manager to say, okay, here's what you're doing, here's what this other person is doing, and how do you do it together? It can also be rotating. So let's say if it's the same. So it sounds like in your case there was an opportunity that you both had a lane almost in like what you were doing and you can both like, you know, explain certain things. If it's the same deliverable, you can also rotate it. You know, you can rotate it and say, Hey, okay, so this week, you know, I will present or the following week, you know, you can present. I think you can do it in a way that you help each other out and you all show that you can shine. And I think if if it's done, you know, in, in that light, you can kind of share the spotlight without it being this, you know, well, it has to be me or it's not me. You know, I think you can, I think you can do that because because the more mm-hmm. you the more you do that, I, I feel like it, it builds trust amongst the team. But you have each other's back. At the end of the day, you know, that's the biggest thing is it's not about you as you know, not you, Swamp, but it's not about the person as an individual. <laughs> I guess right. it's not about that individual. It's about the collective team effort. Exactly. And that's usually that's usually what consulting is about. It's not just, okay, it's about what, what I did. It's about what we did. And I think the more younger consultants could get in the habit of, of that mindset, I think the more successful they'll, they'll be. It, it kind of reminds me of the, the proverb, you know, if – you know, if I want to go fast, I go alone. If I want to go farther, I go I go as a team or something. I I, I butchered it, yep, but yep, you know yep. what I mean. <laughs> yeah, no, you know that's, I mean. that's so true. That is so true. I think 
because for the client at the end of the day, you know, they're looking at the team. They're never going to be like, who in that team did what, right? Because they they only care about the deliverable and the quality of it. So, yeah, I, I think what you said is absolutely correct. Yeah. And I think a trap that younger consultants need to fall out of, they need to fall, don't don't fall into the trap of trying to get the credit. Because people that try to, like, get the credit, whether that means getting, you know, them not sharing the spotlight or if that means, you know, that they it's all about them, those types of folks, it's very hard for them to last long-term in consulting. And if they do, they kind of piss everybody around them off because it's not about that, mm-hmm. you know. So that's one thing I would say as a younger consultant, you know, don't focus. It's not about all about you. It's about the impact that your team and you and, and the firm is bringing to the client. At the end of the day, that's, that's what it's about. So hopefully, Brian, this, this helps a little. You know, feel free to, to, to bounce different scenarios off. Obviously, there's going to every scenario is going to be different depending on the person. But I think if you, you, you know, take it aside, I like the way Tom kind of mentioned, you know, you, taking ownership of it and really having a conversation, I think that's spot on. So so thank you for that. That was awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that wraps up our conversation for today. I don't know, Sam, if you had any other kind of last last thoughts you wanted to share with the listeners. No, I think I think we've covered everything. Just my parting thought would be just to have empathy for people we work with. Don't forget like Everybody we work with are, you know, people first and then clients, coworkers, and whoever you work with. So don't forget that. And I feel like in, in the consulting world, we tend to forget that. Let's try to remember we're working with people. Absolutely. And with that, that concludes today's show. So go-getters, if you have a career dilemma or you just wanted another opinion, feel free to email us with your questions at com. Thank you, Sam, for joining us today and have a great day, everyone. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. This pop-up podcast was inspired by my upcoming book, The Misi News, 100 plus selected practices, unwritten rules, and habits of great consultants. I have people asking me over the last year many questions about this book, but the one question that comes up constantly is, Christy, you have such a demanding career. How did you find time to write this book? And honestly, the answer is simple. I really sought to become the mentor that I wish I had earlier in my career. In the beginning of my career, I didn't have many mentors, um, mental maps of what success really looked like, and I really struggled with that in in a lot of different ways. But what's nice about struggles is that I overcame them, I grew stronger, more competent, and I'm so excited where I am today in my career. I I just want to share, you know, what I've learned and be able to help you. And so I wrote the book, you know, with my years of experience, but I also had an opportunity an amazing opportunity to connect with over 50 or so consulting partners and leaders across the industry, sharing their stories, their antidotes, their resources on how you could be a great consultant yourself. So do me a favor, pick up your phone right now, go to www.mecmuse.com. As you scroll down, you'll see a little box to sign up for uh, the book pre-sale notification, go ahead and sign up for it. Um, I'd love to hear your feedback on uh, my book as well as the podcast. So thanks again for listening and here's to your journey to greatness.